0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back,
1: my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Now, the Andy Average Show. On Ticket
0: 760. we go. It's Thursday afternoon, and welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being with us wherever you may be. In another country, as we learned earlier this week, like Tajikistan or El Salvador or maybe even Bolivia. But uh, if you're just driving around San Antonio in your car at home, we appreciate you being with us as we commence this Thursday edition of the Andy Everett Show. On location today, our company is having a client event today at Rebecca Creek uh, Distillery out in uh, Bull Verde. And so everybody's here, so I decided to join them. Show comes to you live from here today. Not a whole lot different on the show today, except Mike Bartlett took the day off. So Captain Kurt is the audio disseminator and producer of this program today and we'll get to a lot of things that we got to get to on the program. Lots of news has happened in the last 24 hours or actually 21 hours since we left you last night. Uh, we will get to our NFL picks today. Michael's already told me his, so I'll be giving you mine and his as we go through that in the five o'clock hour. Uh, Bill Schoening, the voice of the Spurs is going to be along a little while and uh, he'll be out here and in person. So we'll do a segment with him and Talk about Wimbanyama mania. And for those that uh, saw what happened on Monday night, we got a little sneak preview of what uh, went on. And uh, now I think there's even more believers on the Wimbanyama bandwagon, except for the boys in the desert who only think the Spurs are going to win 29 games this year. I think they're nuts. I think they're crazy. I think this is a 40-win team as is. And uh, we'll talk to Bill about that coming up in just a little while. And the reason I say that, and I'll preface that segment later with this, not only is it about getting better this year, it's about winning. And Pop said that in one of his comments at uh, Media Day a week or so ago. So we'll uh, hold him to that and see how many games the Spurs can get a win. Dodgers get swept last night. This isn't the first time they've been bounced from the playoffs. Uh, I've got a theory, and I was uh, looking back on the movie Moneyball. And, of course, we're now in this analytical age of baseball that I can't stand, and I think we got to do something with it. I think owners and general managers have to allow managers to manage on hunches. But what happened last night was more analytics than it was Dave Roberts not pulling the plug on his pitcher, and we'll talk about that coming up. But I don't think it's unusual that you have somebody like the Dodgers lose three games in a row. I'm sure you could go back somewhere in the regular season and see where they lost three games in a row or even lost a series. So why are we surprised when another team plays better than you do for any given period of time? You're constantly changing the pitchers. It's baseball. Uh, The Phillies are another team. Now, the aberration of that is the Houston Astros because they've now been to seven ALCSs. And that to me shows you that uh, they're just, they plan on being there before the season begins. Uh, They know exactly how to manage their team, not only in the regular season, but also in the postseason. The Astros are the aberration of this, but every time Dusty Baker does not win a World Series, he's a terrible manager. Yet he keeps getting there or almost getting there every single year. I don't think you can have it both ways. UTSA is going to take on UAB. We have had some epic games against the Roadrunners and Blazers over the last several years. Uh, Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll tell you some things about UAB. David Crane is the voice of the Blazers and uh, my uh, counterpart for UAB. So we'll talk to him about uh, what's happening in Birmingham as uh, the Blazers get set to come to San Antonio on Saturday night. That'll be a five o'clock airtime and a seven o'clock kickoff in the Alamo Dome. Earlier today, I don't know whether it was Doug or if it was Colin, but they, one of them was talking about that, uh, Jerry Judy from the Broncos may be on the trade block. And the first thing I thought of was should the Dallas Cowboys go after Jerry Judy before the trade deadline, if the Broncos are willing to part with him. And my answer is maybe, and maybe depends on what the Broncos think he's worth. Because its value, I think, is a lot less now uh, than it uh, than it may have been not too long ago. So I got some thoughts on that. And we'll get to that coming up uh, a little bit later in the program. I mentioned NFL picks. Uh, Michael and I don't uh, disagree on too many things. There's only about three games that we have a disagreement on. Uh, so we'll figure out uh, that. I had a terrible week. I was 5-8 and eight last week. Man, uh, don't take my advice on last week's games. Uh, again, this is just for fun, and we're uh, not uh, going to get too serious about it. Just something to you think about when uh, you're starting to figure out who you want to pick, whether it's for fun or or for any other type of uh, uh, educational or uh, recreational value. Prime time's back in the news. Of course he is. Dion's always got an opinion about something. Colorado's got several 8 p.m. mountain time games coming up, which means that's a 10 o'clock kickoff on the East Coast, 9 o'clock Central Time. And I think this is one of the reasons why the Pac-12 died is because TV networks want as many games as possible when people are all over the country able to watch them. And when half the country goes to bed at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or maybe even early, even on a Saturday night, there's a lot of games west of uh, the Rocky Mountains and in the Rocky Mountains that don't get seen. So we'll talk about what I think is gonna happen. Although I'm concerned that when they go to the Big 12, And the Pac-12 basically dies of death here pretty soon that a lot of the big 12 games may end up in those late time slots. And we may have some 9 and 10 p.m. Central time starts. Would you really want to see that? Not me. I'm not uh, too hip on all of that. (laughs) Becky Hammonds one win away from back to back as the uh, Aces rolled last night in their win over the Liberty uh, off to New York for game three. And uh, we'll see if they can uh, wrap that up. I think uh, New York will be a much better team back at home. Cowboys and Chargers are coming up Monday night. There's a lot of you that are concerned about this game because, well, the Cowboys played terrible last week in San Francisco. And they exposed some of the weaknesses of the Cowboys. I've got two different Cowboys segments that I'm going to get to today. One has to do, as I mentioned, with Jerry Judy and whether or not the Cowboys should go after him or not. The other is about this game. And where this team would be should they lose? I think they'll beat San Diego or Los Angeles or whatever you want to call the Chargers these days. Uh, I think they'll beat them on Monday night. And actually this week, the Monday night game is a far better matchup than the Sunday night game. The Sunday night is Bills and Giants. And you know who's loving that? Major League Baseball because uh, Rangers-Astros is going to be a lot more fun to watch than uh, than I think uh, Giants and Bills coming up on the weekend. I don't know if anybody got this or not, but um, saw this yesterday. I didn't see it till last night. But one of the, uh, I don't know if he was an original, but certainly uh, one of the guys that I think defined the Cowboys in the Tom Landry era was running back Walt Garrison. He passed away at the age of 79 uh, yesterday. And I got a couple of stories to tell about Walt Garrison coming up, mainly uh, because... Uh, of a Christmas gift uh, that I didn't get my brother got years and years ago when we were kids. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Taylor Swift is going to be at uh, the game tonight. And uh, Al Michaels says, well, we'll show her a little bit, but not a whole lot. We'll get to what uh, is in store. Travis Kelsey may uh, be able to play after all in this game. I didn't think he'd take the day off. So uh, we'll get to to that coming up in just a little bit. Starting in the next segment, uh, we're going to talk baseball. And there was a stare down from uh, Bryce Harper yesterday. There's uh, the Dodgers losing. There's the Braves on the brink of elimination. And there's a lot of other things that we got to get to with the baseball playoffs uh, as well. Uh, If you'd like to uh, join the program, you can. 736-9760 is the number to call. We'll take your calls. If you'd like to come up with a... uh, topic or, or an idea that you're floating around or maybe a question. Lexi Thompson's playing today in uh, Vegas in the, on the PGA Tour with the guys. We'll give you an update on her coming up in a little while. And now the live golfers who so desperately wanted to be in the official world golf ranking systems, now that they've been denied, well, they say, well, this is just a bogus thing. We don't even need to go by this anymore. Well, I thought you wanted to be in it. And now that you're not allowed to be in it, it's no good. It's not very good at all. So all of that coming up on the program today. Have you, if you have not been to Oasis Cryo and Health Spa yet, well, what are you waiting for? You got uh, the cryo chamber is the best thing I can tell you right now that you could do to help get rid of some inflammation in your muscles and joints. It's better than going into one of those ice baths that so many athletes do and sitting there for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, you're going to get cold, but remember, it's only three minutes, and it's about one negative 150 or so, 160 You'll feel it, but you'll feel so much better when you walk out, especially if you're active, if you work out, if you play sports, if you're out in the garden, muscles and joints are hurting all the time, go check out a cryo cryo session. Many of you have already done it and experienced some of the similar results that I have. They have uh, sauna treatments at Oasis Cryo. You can sweat yourself to better health. Cardiovascular help is available there if you have sauna treatments a few times a week. They've got something called Brain Tap, and next week I'm going to look at this. But uh, I've looked at this on the website, and it basically helps you think better. I'll give you more details on that when I try it out in a few days. And uh, the Halo Salt Therapy treatment can clear up everything in no time if you've got allergies or respiratory issues. Book your cryo session today, 10% off your first treatment when you mention ticket 760. They're on Northwest Military just north of Wurzbach Parkway. I'm adding this to my stay, stay healthy plan. You should too. OasisCryo.com rejuvenate your mind, body, and soul at Oasis Cryo and Health Spa. Book online right now. It's 411. It's the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760, and uh, we'll talk uh, we'll talk baseball next as the program rolls on. 411 on the ticket. <laughs> Coming up on 417, it's the Andy Everett Show. If you need to get your roof repaired, there's one place you need to go, and that's Roof Fix. And now they are a Lowe's independent service provider. That means you get the skills and expertise of Roof Fix. You get the buying power and reliability of Lowe's, an unbeatable combination when it comes to fixing your roof. Leaky roofs, roof damage, new roofs, Roof Fix can get it done, and they can get that roof material from uh, Lowe's and that buying power that we talked about. Limited warranties, uh, lifetime warranties on labor and materials, plus they this partnership now gives them access to uh, the largest metal roof selections in all of Texas, and a metal roof is a great way to go. If you never want to have to do it again, your roof will last pretty much forever. 50% off labor right now, and you can choose one of their zero-down, zero-interest plans. Yes, you can afford to get the roof you need from Lowe's and the insulation and backing of Roof Fix. Learn more at lowesdoesroofing.com or Call two ten fixed roof. That's two ten fixed roof to get started on your roofing project today. Well, uh, most of the national shows, Dan Patrick, uh, Colin, and and uh, Doug Gottlieb, and others are just amazed that the Dodgers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Now, I thought the Dodgers would get to the ALCS or D- uh, the NLCS, and I thought Atlanta would too. And as it turns out, one is certainly not, and the other is on the brink of elimination uh, tonight. I think Bryce Harper. Is just one of those guys that rises to the moment no matter what the situation is. Um, apparently, uh, the other night when Harper made the base running blunder, um, Orlando Arcia in the locker room said something about, out of boy, way to go, uh, Bryce, or something like that. And he was in the locker room. He didn't expect or know that anybody was recording it uh, or that there was a, a recording device of some kind. And how somehow it got back to him. So when Harper hit his home runs, he would just stare down the, the uh, Philly shortstop or the uh, Brave shortstop every time he uh, ran past him around the bases. And, you know, that's just kind of his way of intimidating and, and firing himself up. I'm okay with that as long as it doesn't lead to more. Uh, I don't think Bryce needs to do it. I think the home run kind of, was um, motivation enough or or the uh, the the, the, uh, the result of that uh, of that motivation and I'm a big fan of Bryce Harper in this respect he's the guy you don't want to play against and he's the guy you want on your team if he if it's your team if you're a Phillies fan you love Bryce Harper when he played for the Nationals you love Bryce Harper when you played against him you hated Bryce Harper and that's a great uh, that's a great compliment I think for any player. Why did the Dodgers lose? All right. Analytics said that after Lance Lynn gave up the two-run home run and that, okay, we got to get somebody up in the bullpen, but no pulling yet. And what analytics does not factor in, it's only looking at the batting order. They had a bunch of right-handed hitters coming up, and they didn't, uh, and statistically speaking, they should be able, you should be able to get them out. What they don't necessarily factor in, I don't think, is that Lance Lamb gave up 44 home runs this year. And his, his velocity was likely down and his location was worse. And that's when a manager needs to step in and say, okay, you're out. I'm going to the bullpen. You don't have it tonight. We, in an elimination game, you can't get 4 nothing down in the first inning. You just can't. So uh, if you go back and look at the, money, uh, the Moneyball movie that Brad Pitt did with Billy Bean, the, the A's, and I think one of the things that gets missed in that with a lot of uh, Major League Baseball executives is that the A's could only spend at that time $38 million on on players. And most everybody else was over 90, and the teams that won were up around 150 to 190, and the Yankees and Red Sox were pouring even more money into it than that. So I can't, as, as the line from Billy Bean says, we can't play like the Yankees do and beat the Yankees. We got to do something differently and differently meant going and get players of value using the Bill James system in the, that he created in the 70s that they could get on the cheap and a player that would produce statistics at a, a cheaper rate. And that's what that roster was made up a band of misfit toys that somehow were able to come together and eventually work. Um, there was no reason why Pena at first wasn't a better idea than Hatterberg at first if you've watched the movie. But analytically speaking, Hatterberg was the better choice because he got on base more often and he, and he was, it didn't matter that he also got out more often and he wasn't as nearly as good a player as Peña was. And that was the thing that Art Howe could never get past. And when he was forced to play that way, they finally started to win because analytics allowed them to win. But when it comes to the postseason, everything is shortened. You're not playing 162 games anymore. You're playing three or five or seven. And you don't have time to go on a three-game losing streak like you do in the regular season to work it out. And that's where a manager all of a sudden needs to be able to manage. And I'm going to be on this soapbox until some team figures it out. And uh, while Dusty Baker gets a ton of grief for not being a, um, I guess, an alert manager, some people look at him as aloof, that guy's as smart as they come. He's been watching this game since the, the 50s and 60s. He played with Hank Aaron. He got he taught out a hit, to some respect, by Henry Aaron. The guy knows baseball. The computer may say, do this, and he doesn't necessarily listen to it or not. And there's a lot of general managers, and there's a lot of owners that would fire their managers for not listening to what the statistics and the analytics say that they should do. I think that's one of the reasons why the Astros are now in their seventh consecutive ALCS. It's because whether it was Dusty Baker or it was um, Alex Cora or anybody else around them, they just kind of play on a hunch and baseball. A lot of time has to be played on a hunch. Analytics told Dave Roberts, leave Lance Lynn in the game. He should have pulled him. It's an elimination game to me. Moneyball tends to work more in the regular season because you've got more games when the games get tighter, when the season gets shorter when you got to be able to do things uh, uh, on the run uh, and you don't have time to, to make a mistake, whatever decision you make is going to determine whether your season continues or not because if you make a mistake in June and lose five in a row, big deal. we got got 90, uh, 90 to 100 more games. We'll make it back up. You don't get that luxury when it comes uh, to, the, the, to the postseason. And then when you're a team that's won over 100 games, And the Braves and the Dodgers were the clear favorites. You've got two teams in the Phillies and the Diamondbacks that said, you know what, we can beat these guys. We don't have to, it's not like we have to win a season series and play them 13, 14 times. We only got to play them five and win three. And so their focus gets a little bit more, um, a a little bit more narrowed, a little bit uh, straighter focus on that. And when they get up 2-0, now they're playing with no pressure, and the other team is all of a sudden, oh, man, What's was everybody going to say when we had this fabulous season and it didn't work all that great? And now it's starting to kind of go away from us a little bit. And then you start to press. And you start to go after pitches that are out of the strike zone so that you can try to figure out a way to get on base. Um, and, I, and to me, that's what makes the postseason great is that nothing is, is set. You can look at the NBA playoffs and very rarely does a seventh or eighth or sixth or fifth seed make the, the, make the finals. Occasionally it does. I think in 99, New York was the eighth seed when they played the Spurs. Most of the time, it's one of those top two or three seeds. that's coming out of each uh, conference uh, to make it to the, to the finals in baseball. It's a crap shoot because your pitcher changes every game. Your pitcher's attitude may change. He may have it. He may not. There's no way to know that Clayton Clay- uh, Kershaw was going to be a gas can in the first game of the, the, of the last series, but he was. And here is a Hall of Fame pitcher that doesn't get it done in the postseason and that you can't uh, plan for it. You got to go with what you got. He's your best pitcher all year long or one of them. You had a good pitching staff all year and they didn't do anything po- uh, positive in the postseason. So I would I would not fire Dave Roberts. He did win 100 games this year. You got to give him credit for that. Um, would you rather you know the you might be want to be careful what you wish for because your next manager may not even get you there uh, and give you the opportunity to, to win a, a, a championship or a, a playoff series uh, winning games in the regular season does matter. Winning over 100 games usually gets you far. And if you miss the playoffs, I mean, miss the World Series. I know that's disappointing. There's some teams that figure it out like Houston has. I think there's some players that figure it out like Bryce Harper has. Unfortunately, the Dodgers and Braves may not be there this year. All right, coming up in the next segment, we will uh, visit with David Crane, the voice of the UAB Blazers, as the Roadrunners get set uh, for uh, UAB in another Potentially epic matchup coming up this weekend, so we'll get his thoughts on everything. And before we close out this hour, Primetime is not a fan of not being in Primetime. If you like fixing your own car, you need to get parts for that car, and the place you're going to get those uh, those uh, parts is at Pick and Pull and PickandPullSA.com. They have the best quality used auto parts you can find at a price you can afford, and that's their motto each and every day. Those of you that want to work on your car and need car parts need good quality, Use auto parts. You can get them at Pick and Pull. Start your search at pickandpullsa.com. Make sure the car that you're working on is down there. Once you know that it is, hop in the car, go straight down there. They'll take you right to it in a cart, and you'll be able to get the car part that you need, pay for it, and get on your way. It's the best and easiest way to do it. Nobody is as, as uh, efficient as Pick and Pull when it comes to getting your parts car uh, right to you so that you can get the part that you need. When you're down there, I'm sure you're going to see a whole bunch of other cars sitting in, the, in there that uh, wonder how they got there. Well, many of them were were bought from people just like you, and they'll pay cash for those cars, top dollar for those cars. Running or not, they want your car, and they'll even come get it from you for free. It's the best quality used auto parts or to sell something you no longer want. Visit pickandpullsa.com. They buy more because they pay more, and they have more parts cars than anyone else in town. It's 427. It's the Andy Everett Show on ticket 760. The Indy Everett Show rolls on on uh, ticket 760. UTSA's got UAB this weekend in the Alamo Dome. We'll be on the air with pregame coverage at 5. Kickoff is just after 7. The voice of the UAB Blazers is David Crane. He's on with us to talk about what is in store when the Blazers come to town. Good afternoon, David. How are things in Birmingham?
1: Oh, they are fantastic. Finally feels like football weather, and it's nice.
0: <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, UTSA and uh, and UAB have had some epic matchups, at least the last two years, and maybe even three or four. Uh, it's uh, it's beca- it's turned into a pretty good rivalry, I guess, and good that both of us are moving conferences. Uh, what do you expect uh, Saturday night in the Dome? Uh, well, I, I,
1: probably more of the same, at least I hope more of the same. I hope UAB can... can Performed the way it did last week and uh, really, really played a lot better in that win over Florida than than what we've seen the last few weeks. Um, They've been getting better, um, but they lost four in a row, and and it's it's hard to to feel good about getting better when you're still losing on the scoreboard. So uh, last Saturday was much needed, uh, played well in just about all three phases of the game. And they're going to absolutely need that Saturday night. I expect a, another tremendous environment like it always is. Uh, when we come to the Alamo dome, it's one of my favorite places to, to work a game, watch a game, be a part of the game. It's always just a great environment. And, and certainly looking forward to that part of it at least on Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Uh, when Trent Dilfer was hired, I was like, where did that come from? And the more that I've listened to him, uh, heard him at media days all that kind of stuff. I I get uh, the a similar feeling About when UTSA hired Jeff trailer people want to play for him He's he's got that aura about him that you want to run through a wall for him talk about that hire and uh, how that came about and uh, And it's been I think a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good one after it kind of people were kind of questioning it early on
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't know all the intricacies of, of coach trailers hiring, but I, I do get the sense. They're kind of similar um, you know, maybe similar backgrounds as far as the high school level is concerned and success there. But would it translate? And, and I think you are one of uh, a long list of people that would did that name come from when UAB announced the hiring of Tritt Dilfer. But you're right. Um, just watching him talk to the players after practice, dealing with him on a, on a weekly basis now that we've gotten into the season, you um, I can see why kids want to play for him. And and as much as he likes to win and as much as he hates to lose and as much as he hates mistakes and all of that stuff, um, he loves helping young men get better in, in every stage of their life in every phase of their life, better football players, better people, all of that. So um, I, I think he has really endeared himself to the players and and the fans are growing more and more attached to him I think you know obviously if he's sitting here um six and oh the fans are gonna love him even more than they do now but (laughs) I I do think they can see what he wants to do with this program and the way he wants to do it and I think that is as um you know that most most coaches do get a little bit of honeymoon period and some burn through it quicker than others. I think Trent still has a lot of uh, a lot of equity uh, that, that he's built up in, in a short amount of time here just with the way he has gone out and, and tried to win the people over here.
0: Tell me about, uh, that I, I heard one of the comments that he made the other day that coaching is about not just X's and O's, but about changing people's lives. And he talked about his stepdad when he would when he would go and uh, visit with him in a diner someplace, and people would come up to him that he didn't remember and say, "Coach, you changed my life." And I think that's what makes Jeff trailer tick a little bit. And I'm guessing that uh, Trent Dilford is in that same boat.
1: I, I absolutely agree with that and and I was talking with with Trent today and and mentioned Jeff, and he you know he just went on and on and said, you know, knew of him when I was living in Texas and and certainly got to know him better at media day and be around him and and really likes him. I think he's a phenomenal coach and and an even better person. And so that's exactly, and and to me, that's what all the really, really, really great head coaches do. A lot of them can win games. Um, A lot of them can go recruit enough talent that they can just, beat people on talent don't have to coach don't have to worry about the off the field stuff but it's the great coaches that can do all of that that can recruit uh, can recruit can coach and can improve people's lives and and i think that's what trent really truly wants to do at uab all
0: right let's talk about some of the personnel and going over the boards that i did this week it's a lot of the same guys that have been there in the past especially in offense with uh jermaine brown and uh and uh, also uh you know Jacob Zeno we'll have a couple of San Antonio quarterbacks going against each other from their high school days but talk about Brown and Zeno and uh, what they've been able to do so far this year
1: Jacob has been very steady and very consistent and i think he's second in the league in total offense and passing and, and all that kind of stuff um, he's been very accurate now i will say now uh, you you know me i'm five Never played a down of football in my life, so I'm not nitpicking stats. But when you can complete pot passes consistently and they go for 75 yards and a touchdown, your accuracy and your numbers are going to get padded a little bit when you're a quarterback. (laughs) And Jacob's had some good fortune. Uh, He's hit some big pot passes that have gone the distance for him. But he's still completing 75, almost 76% of his passes. He's not turning it over a lot. Um, He's making good decisions. And I will say this, the last couple of games, especially last week when the offense is really clicking, we saw more big plays and and chunk plays down the field. Um, UAB had been content content to kind of dink and dunk and, and, you know, again, use a pop pass that that travels about two feet and goes for a 75-yard touchdown. You saw some more downfield strikes, which was nice. Uh, In the passing game and then Jermaine Brown has just gotten healthier and healthier. He was not 100% when the season got started. I'm not sure he's 100% now, but he's healthier and the last couple of weeks you've seen him run like the Jermaine Brown that that we've been accustomed to seeing. He's making great cuts. He's running over people. He's running by people. plays that are probably only going to gain about a yard. For most people, he gets 5, 10, 15 yards out of it. So it's been good to see the old Jermaine Brown slowly coming back for UAB.
0: Take us through the differences in the last part of last year after Bill Clark was kind of forced into retirement a little bit with his health and everything and how the culture has changed. What has Trent Dilfer's message been to make this team at least a, a play at a, a little bit better level. And even when they've lost to be a very competitive in the games,
1: it, it's, it's been interesting to watch it. Um, the coach Clark's retirement was so sudden and caught everyone by surprise. Um, and then Bryant Vincent took over and, and God, that, that's, that is an unenviable position to be put in, uh, to, to have to follow bill Clark in, in that fashion. And I think Coach Vincent did a great job with it. The the wins and loss totals weren't what any anybody was hoping for, and, and maybe some expected. But that's a tough situation. And then after the season, there were a lot of people that wanted Bryant Vincent to get the job. There were a lot of people that that maybe wanted more holdover from the Bill Clark staff when Trent Dilfer got the job. All of that to say. Trent Dilfer has come in and done nothing but praise Bill Clark and praise Bryant Vincent and and talk about the foundation that they have built and doing nothing but trying to make it even better than it already was, and it was pretty good. And I think Trent Dilfer knows he took over a pretty good situation as far as the program is concerned, and now it's on him to, to take it to the next level or whatever that level is. So, um... It, he, he inherited something that was in pretty good shape, but as we all know in today's game with NIL and the portal, you may inherit in something You may inherit something in, in December that looks pretty good, and, and by April it looks completely different. And yeah. then by July, August, it's even different than that. So um, it, it's a challenge for him, but I, I do think he knows um, where this program was before Bill Clark got here and, and where it was after Bill Clark and it's his job to to keep it going in the proper direction
0: when jeff trailer got to san antonio he said san antonio is ours if a kid's good enough to go to a m or texas so be it but they're if they're not good enough to go there i want them to come here is bill clark kind of taking that same approach with birmingham and alabama if you can go to alabama or auburn great but if you can't we want you in birmingham
1: i think so and and you know again the recruiting is so different now than it was just a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's it's a lot like baseball coaches. You're having to recruit, and then, oops, you're going to have to re-recruit by the end of the spring, and then over summer, all of that kind of stuff. So I, I do think he wants to win Birmingham and own Birmingham, and then maybe recruit out from from that that center point. Um, but it's awfully hard. And, and, you know, I, I think UTSA can relate. If you sign somebody and maybe steal somebody away from a, an Alabama, an Auburn, an A&M or, or whatever, and they turn out to be pretty good, you're going to have to fight like heck to hang on to them <laughs> in this day and age. So it, it is – it's you – know, you always – coaches always say recruiting never stops and and in this day and age they are exactly right
0: yeah Jeff said that the other night every time one of my guys makes a big play I go oh no uh, somebody's going to try to poach him tomorrow so I'm sure bill uh I'm sure hey, Trent feels the same way
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly hey play hey guys play play well but not too well okay? the too well exactly yeah
0: <laughs> all right David thanks <laughs> uh, thanks a lot we'll see you Saturday in the Alamo Dome safe travels to San Antonio thanks Andy looking
1: forward to it
0: All right, that's David Crane. He's the uh, voice of the uh, UAB Blazers, Roadrunners and Blazers, Saturday night in the Dome. We're on the air at 5 o'clock. Kickoff is at 7. More college football coming up. Primetime's not too happy about not being in primetime. We'll tell you what he's got in store and why it may not change. If you play golf and you do not have golf clubs that are custom-made for you, well, you're missing out, and you're probably not playing to your potential. If you care what you shoot, if you want to shoot better scores, if you're practicing the sessions want to get better. It's time for custom-fit golf clubs from MK Golf. It doesn't matter what brand you want; they'll got they've got them all. And if you're partial to one, they'll certainly try to fit you in one. But they may find a brand that's even better for you. And at the end of the day, you want a golf club in your hand that you can perform your best with. And that's why you should go to MK Golf Tech, just off of. Um, Isom Road on Golfdale out by 281 in the airport. Most importantly, MK Golf wants you to play your best golf, and you're not going to be as successful with clubs that don't fit you. I always say that this is the hardest game in the world. Don't make it harder by playing with clubs off the rack or clubs that somebody else said would work for you or that you're somebody's friend's clubs. Get fit at MK Golf Tech. Fitting started around 100 bucks and go up from there. Golf clubs cost the same or less than any place else in town. Start getting better today with golf clubs that fit your golf swing. Book online at mkgolftech.com. It's 445. It's the Andy Everett Show on ticket 760. All right, 449. It's the Andy Everett Show on the ticket. Thank you for being with us today. The uh, Colorado coach. Prime time. Deion Sanders is not happy with the uh, Pac-12 conference. You see, there's a lot of games because of TV that have to start at 7 or 8 o'clock Mountain Time or Pacific Time because they're trying to fill up all their TV windows. And ESPN and Fox both have windows that basically the games start around 9 o'clock or 9.15 Central Time here, which is 8.15 there. And the problem with that is, is, well, that makes it uh, later on the East Coast where... From a television standpoint, most of your ratings points come from now that doesn't just, uh, uh, that doesn't take into consideration that there are still a lot of people in Los Angeles and San Francisco and all up the, uh, the Pacific coast, Seattle and Portland, and even into Arizona, uh, Salt Lake city, Denver, all the major metropolitan areas in the Rocky mountains are West. There's a lot there. But Dion wants the Buffaloes to be on in prime time in the, on the East Coast, and he wants the games to start earlier. And I think this is one of the reasons why the Pac-12 died of death because the TV the deals were not going to be as as. Um, lucrative for the Pac-12 as they were for other conferences because of the time zone difference. And the Pac-12 had so many games starting late that half the country was asleep by the time those games got to the third quarter. Now, the aberration of that was the Colorado-Colorado State game earlier in the year where everybody wanted to see Dion in prime time and people stayed up like me till 1 o'clock in the morning watching the game. But as your season wanes on, and especially if you're not winning or you're having a down year or you lose a couple in a row, then kind of the the, the lustre wears off of you a little bit, and you're not as nearly as attractive to to people to stay up late. If it's ten o'clock in in New York, and you turn on the TV and you see Colorado, and they're into a really close game, maybe stay up a little bit longer. If they're getting beat twenty-one to nothing or winning twenty-one to nothing, you go know, all right. I'll I'll catch the highlights tomorrow on Sports Center and and go to bed. And that's what Dion has is having a, an issue with. Now he made a comment today, and he said. I can't wait to get to the big 12. We won't have any more of these games, but that's not going to preclude ESPN and Fox from still needing to put games in those time slots. And I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado being a mountain time team and Brigham Young being a mountain time team and Arizona and Arizona state being a Pacific time team. Most of the, of the time, if those teams don't figure out a way to still play late in the evening, It'll still be reasonably early in San Antonio and central time zone around nine o'clock. But uh, I don't know that Dion's going to avoid these games. Now, obviously, most of the games are going to be 11, 2.30 and 6 central, which makes them uh, noon, 3.30 and 7 on the East Coast. And those are all the primetime games. Now, most college administrators and most communities like the afternoon or evening game. And there's a major reason for that. And it goes back to the reason on how all of these teams schedule. They schedule uh, these, uh, or how these, uh, these why, the, why the power five teams always want a sixth or seventh home game, seventh or eighth home game if they can get them. They want people to stay in town. They want people to stay in their communities. So if you've got an 11 a.m. game, you come in on Friday afternoon, you stay the night, The uh, game's over with at three, you get in the car and you can pretty much go five or six hours and get home pretty much anywhere, you know, uh, around your state, just even in, even in Texas, if you live in Austin or, or you're watching a game in Austin or college station and that game ends at three, you can get pretty much anywhere you need to be. Uh, and it's still daylight uh, in September and maybe just a little bit past daylight, but if the game's at 2:30 or six, and you may stay another night, and those communities absolutely love it when they can sell hotel rooms for two nights, restaurant tours can stay open for two nights. Uh, and and have that uh, that same crowd. You put a hundred thousand people at D.K.R. or at Kyle Field, and all of a sudden those hundred thousand people are getting hotel rooms. They're staying over in in uh, patronizing restaurants and bars and that kind of stuff. Those are huge economic opportunities for those communities. So that's another reason why those games are staggered like that. And the two thirty and the six o'clock game are considered the most important from that standpoint. The eleven a.m. game is where you put a lot of games. And unfortunately, both Texas and OU and the Big 12 have played a lot of 11 a.m. games. And there's, they'll probably play, still, still play a lot of uh, 11 a.m. games when they get to the SEC. But Dion wants to play at a time when the people on all coasts can see them play. Here's the other problem, though, once he gets into the, the Big 12. And he's also already experienced this one year time with the big noon games on Fox. Those are 10 a.m. games in, in in Boulder. And if he happens to go further west, those are 9 a.m. games. And I think during COVID, uh, USC even played some 9 a.m. games in the Coliseum. So that was kind of really weird to see. I like the idea that Colorado's moving to the, uh, to the uh, Big 12. But guess what? Brigham Young's already here. Arizona and Arizona State are coming. And as that conference continues to grow, there's going to be games that are still in a time slot that he's not going to particularly like. But if he keeps on winning, he's going to get the the choice of games and probably the primetime game as often – as uh, as he needs to. All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, it's uh, NFL weekend is upon us. The uh, Broncos and Chiefs kick off Thursday night football, so we'll talk about that and give you the picks uh, for the week. Jerry Judy may be available in Denver should the Dallas Cowboys go after him, and why Jerry Judy is available in Denver may be even the bigger issue. Bill Schoening will join us around 5.30, and Becky Hammond is one-way-a-win from back-to-back championships with the Las Vegas Aces. All that coming up as uh, we roll on on the uh, on the Andy Everett show. It's coming up on 456 uh, on Ticket 760.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?